the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Men with a Purpose. Men with a Purpose exists to encourage, equip, and empower Christian leaders by convening and featuring like-minded marketplace influencers in a non-threatening, generationally diverse atmosphere of fellowship. And now, here is today's host. Uh, All the best to all the vets out there. And of course, Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving weekend is just two weeks away. I want to remind our audience that we started the Men with a Purpose program to give our listeners from the Christian communities of Southern Colorado an opportunity to hear men's witnessing and testimonials about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's a real nice add-on to the monthly Men with a Purpose luncheon, usually held on the second Thursdays of the month, except for the summer hiatus of July and August. And and this year, most of the luncheons have been at the Boot Barn Hall up in northern Colorado Springs off of Bass Pro Drive, just off the freeway at Northgate. And uh, Men with a Purpose luncheons, well, we just had the November luncheon at the Boot Barn Hall this last Thursday the 9th. Deborah Hendricks of Parents Challenge was the speaker. She was the third female speaker in the 28th history of Men with a Purpose. It was a great talk that she gave and, and certainly gave her testimony and witnessing to the crowd and then was able to go over in detail her life and education and how she has applied her faith and how education has certainly changed over the years. And she kept saying over and over again that parents need to get involved and stay involved with their children's education, especially today. And I did have a chance to talk with her afterwards, and she would like to be a guest on the show, and I'll line that up here in the next month or so. December 14th, Jim Daly from Focus on the Family will round out the year as the speaker for the Christmas luncheon at the Boot Barn Hall. His bio and history is on the website now. That's menwithapurpose.org, M-W-A-P.org. And what I learned today is that the speaker committee is working hard on the 24 calendar, uh, 2024 calendar. Nothing in concrete yet, but when that happens, you'll hear it. Uh, on this show, Men with a Purpose, the the program, and of course, we'll uh, let you know on our Salem stations as well. Um, this weekend, my guest is known to Men with a Purpose. He was the speaker at Men with a Purpose in October of 2022 and has been on Crosswalk with Heim Goldman. And I've heard his complete story, and he's going to share with you today what's going on. So with our Iranian Christians International, Mohammed Amin Faridi. Welcome to the program, Mohammed. Thank you for having me, Joy. I appreciate you being here, and, and I definitely want to get into it because it's an interesting story. When and how did you decide that the Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, was your Savior? I was uh, 21 years old right after my military service. I was trained by the Revolutionary God of Iran, and um, I was uh, one of those uh, Shia radicals, if you would call it, uh, in the country of Iran seeking to be pleasing to God, seeking to serve Allah, the God of Islam. And I was wanted to do anything that one day I know that God is satisfied with me. God is pleased with me. In the knowledge I had, I had a bunch of zeals, but it was uh, not, a, not um, the true zeal for God. I, I, th- I thought I was serving God, but 
He was a false god, the false god of Islam. And uh, right after my military service, uh, I had a friend of mine that uh, we grow up together. He was uh, medically exempt from the military service. So when I was in my, my military service, I was away from my friends and family. So when I got back, I got with this friend and see what is he doing with his life and how he has done in, to get caught up. And uh, I had a motorcycle when picked him up, and uh, soon after fi- uh, having a 15 minutes of conversation, I realized the man has changed. My friend, he looks the same, but he doesn't act the same. There's, it's, there's something about him that was very dramatic uh, change that I didn't know about him. So I asked him, what is going on? What is, uh, it seemed that there was a piece that he carried that I have never seen uh, on him before, and he said that he became a Christian after 15 minutes of me pressuring him to see what is, what is the reason of change. Because I truly that day thought he's on some sort of a drug. So he, has, he has found some new medicine, a drug, uh, something that had caused this uh, peace about him, this mellowness about him. And he said that he became a Christian. Uh, and um, in my Muslim mindset, uh, uh, Everything is fate. Fate is a doctrine in an Islamic world. So everything is predestined, preordained. It's a fate. You don't get out of it. So when he said that he became Christian, this was very puzzling to me. And uh, I started asking questions um, because in my mind, uh, if you can change your destiny, you're stronger than God because God has predestined you. And, um, but he didn't argue with me and he just told me that he heard about Christianity and God loved him and this and that. None of it made any sense to me. And I kept pressuring him and asking questions and, um, about two hours of conversation, um, this wasn't getting far. This is like, I have ears, but I couldn't hear. And, um, his friend at the end presented to me the gospel that I have never heard before so but when i heard it it was amazingly powerful it was the most beautiful thing i've ever heard in my life this is the presentation of the gospel he gave me he told me that didn't you ask the reason for peace i am telling you it is jesus christ and he said that he has died jesus has died he was bruised he was beaten he was pierced to a cross his precious blood was shed and he gave up his life and as a result of what he has done for you if you believe in that you will have eternal life and um it, the gospel is simple but it's powerful everything i was trying to do as a muslim to please god which wasn't working all the self-flagellations all the uh beating of myself chastising myself bring humiliation to my body in order to be paying for my sins and in order to go up the ladder of paradise to the heaven of islam i was willing to lay my life down he said it is already finished in the person of jesus christ and if you believe in that you will have eternal life and the gospel the word of god was like a sword went to my heart i was i was pierced and uh, in that moment it was like god revealed to me Everything I was doing was nothing but filthy rags before a holy God. 
And um, I, I, I knew that moment that I need a savior. I needed to be saved from this works of laws. And I told my, I, I was so desperate that I asked my friend, what do I need to do? I fell on my knees and I begged him, what do I need to do? And he, um, he told me that um, I have to repeat a prayer and uh, open my heart and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And uh, that's what I did. Um, and uh, that was the story of um, how I converted in a very short. <laughs> now, how long had, had he converted? Uh, I mean, from the time that you knew him to the time that you got to know him again. Mm-hmm. How long had that had time passed where he was a Christian? It was less than three months. So while I was being trained in the uh, in the Revolutionary Guard of Iran, he was um, um, his aunt was uh, got on a taxi in the city of Tehran, and uh, her aunt, his aunt, heard the gospel from a Armenian pastor, which was a taxi driver in the city of Tehran, and then that aunt, after um, um, the family was very religious, I knew him for a long time. And that aunt converted, was the first person in that family that converted to Christianity. The aunt talked to my friend, my best friend, and then he converted. And then this, this all happened about uh, three months prior to he, he talked to me. And that's... Uh, now, had, had he shared that with other people or was waiting to tell his best friend, you? He shared it with his family uh, first, uh, sister, and then mom and dad. And in the beginning, got really ugly. And they... Um, try uh, to uh, to kind of um, just excommunicate him. But um, later on, um, when they saw the change in him, they also were very open to see what is the cause of the change. And all of the family came to faith. And then when he came to talk to me, when I called him to, get, to catch up with him, the family, all of them, they were praying for me. While he was speaking to me, his entire family, his entire turned, new to, God, turned to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a blessing! Yeah, what a blessing! And their uh, the whole household became an underground church really quick. So, okay, now you were a new Christian. How did you did you go about telling some of your friends, or you had to keep it underground? So, um, when I converted, um, as a you become. Uh, quickly an apostate. So when you leave your um, Islamic faith for anything other than Islam, you're an apostate. An apostasy is punishable by death in our country. And because of my involvement with the with the in the mosque and knowing the Sharia of Islam and everything that was going on, I was very careful in the beginning to make sure that what I'm what the decision I have made. It is actually logical also. It wasn't also an an emotional decision. I'm going to explain to you. So I converted to Christianity. At at the moment, I didn't know this is is a conversion. I just knew I heard the truth. And um, soon after that, Dwight, um, many Muslims, their crisis of conversion comes prior to making the decision. Mine came after. As soon as I converted, and um, I felt peace for the first time in my life in 21 years, when I was going home that very day after my conversion, I, these thoughts were coming to my mind. So 
if Jesus is true and Jesus has done something so beautiful for us, why nobody has shouted this from the rooftops? Why nobody has told me till now? And also at the same time, if if this is truth, if Jesus is truth, so what we believe as Muslim has to be a lie. It's a deception. So these thoughts start coming to my mind that so I am I was deceived, so my parents are deceived, and everything we know as a community is operating under a deception. So I had to deal with this thoughts before I go tell anybody. So I started investigating Christianity really, really carefully right after my uh, conversion. And the first place I had to go I had, had to be a church. At that time in 2006, when I converted to Christianity, there were several churches in the city of Tehran that they operated. The churches weren't closed yet because the churches belonged to the Armenian Iranians and the services had to be done in their languages. So when the, when the church wasn't allowed the Muslims to visit during service hours, but because an Armenian pastor led my best friend's aunt to the Lord, we had a contact inside the church. So they let us in, and there I had an encounter with God. And um, it was absolutely supernatural. It is an unex, uh, unexplainable uh, encounter that I had with the glory of God. It It felt like a cloud that... I just entered a new dimension. It was a peace that surrounded me. And uh, within that moment that I was enjoying the presence of God, I heard within myself twice very loud. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was a stronger than an audible voice. And that voice said, you are home. You are home. And um, um, all of my Muslim life, I was I was a rejected slave that I was trying to work myself to be accepted by God. And when I entered the church and I accepted Jesus and I entered the church, I heard my I heard that the God told me that I was home. So after that encounter, my friend bought me New Testament uh from um which is an illegal book from the library of the church and I took the book home and I I wanted to make sure that what he told me about what Jesus has done for me, it is correct, it is historical, it's accurate. So I started reading uh, the New Testament, and uh, I started from the book of Matthew. And in that week, Friday is a day off in Iran, so it's like the Sunday in America. So Friday to the next Friday that I'm going to church, I read each of the Gospels five times. Oh. So the four Gospels, I read them each five times. And the book that most talked to me was the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, um, everything that I was doing as a Muslim, Jesus was exposing that I wasn't doing it unto God. I was doing it for people. It was like the fasting as Muslims that we do. Like when we, do, when we pray, Jesus says, don't go to the public. Go to your, to your closet. You do it in, in a secret place. You do it to God. But what we did as Muslim, we would go out on Fridays, close the streets, and show people, hey, look how devoted, how how pious, and how beautifully uh, religious we are. We just it was a show for other people, and Jesus was exposing every little things in the in the book of Matthew that I was not doing it to God. 
and I was being exposed, and the, and, and the Lord through the scriptures was talking to me. I came to, uh, across the passage in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29, and 30. Come, come, all to, come all, uh, unto me who are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The point of this book, it was, I, I, I couldn't understand. How could a book talk to you? It's like, I really thought, God knows, I really thought that somebody was walking around all of these years and writing this book, particularly in, for me in my situation. I said, I've been, I'm, I'm, I've been manipulated here. Some, something going on. And um, I was thinking that this, it's too good to be true, that everything that is going on right now, everything that this book is speaking to me could possibly be uh, this accurate. So the next Friday when I went to um, the church, I started looking at people's books, New Testaments, Bibles, and I would compare it to mine to see if everybody has a custom-made book or something that is written to them. And then I would look into their books in a similar words, similar exact same verses, and I would ask them, is this book talk to you? And then the people would say, yeah. But but the passages that God uses to talk to them, it was very different to me. So this was how I dealt with my crisis after my conversion. And then eventually I came to a conclusion that Jesus is absolutely true and what he has done is absolutely true. And um, I went about to tell my family about it, that I have uh, left Islam for Christianity. And what did your family say? So um, my dad was a very abusive and a violent person. He always was mad. Uh, he didn't need to convert to any other religion to for, to make him mad. But um, I, 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 you couldn't. It, it, it was a very, very um, hostile environment in our home. And um, one evening I was uh, in my room and trying to keep it quiet and have the least amount of friction if you would call it, between me and my dad, and just trying to love on the Lord. And I was uh, on my face in uh, on the floor of our room and praying and having a fellowship with God. And he entered the room and uh, just turned the light on. And he said, what are you doing? Uh, they were suspicious because I wasn't going to the mosque anymore. I wasn't a part of, I wasn't watching the Islamic uh, sermons after the evening prayer. And they were kind of suspicious what was going on. And then it seemed that, this was the opportunity they uh, they had. So they he, he came to the room and uh, called me in the middle of something really unusual to them because the Islamic prayer is uh, is very obvious. You have your prayer rug, you have a piece of rock that you uh, bow to it, and then it's always facing Mecca. You say certain things, and this this wasn't the un, the usual thing that was going on. And I told him that I'm praying, and then he asked me, "Well, who are you praying to?" And I said, uh, I'm praying to Jesus. And um, uh, he looked at me and he said, why not Muhammad? And uh, I said, Dad, Muhammad is dead. A dead person cannot hear you. And um, when I said that, I saw his uh, countenance start changing. And um, he uh, ran toward me and started beating me up. And I was cornered by him, uh, getting beaten up by him. So... I pulled away and ran away from home, and uh, um, after that incident, I was away from home uh, for four months, and a uh, um, few, few nights I was sleeping uh, in, in front of people's doorsteps, and uh, 
on the rooftops getting uh, beaten by cockroaches and things of that nature. I called my friend and I said, uh, uh, my dad has realized that I have converted to Christianity and uh, uh, he wasn't very happy about it and I'm very miserable outside. And he said, okay, um, uh, this happened to me when I converted, but you can come to our home. And that's when I went to his home and I was introduced to the uh, underground church. So the underground, tell me more about that. So because uh, my friends, uh, the whole family, they converted from Islam to Christianity, that house became a, um, an underground church. And uh, it was a safe place for a lot of Muslims that were converting. Because um, uh, even though in the West, constantly they tell us that Islam is the religion of peace, um, it is peace when Islam is in power, when Islam has control. As soon as they're uh, losing power and or somebody converts to another religion, there is no more peace. The peace is broken already. So um, when, when we, when, when Iranians at that time in 2006, when we converted um, male, female, boys, girls, men, women, no matter what situation, married, unmarried, so whoever converted, converted from Islam to Christianity, they quickly became the enemy. And uh, they needed a place. They needed somewhere to shelter, if you would call it. So many of them, uh, as soon as they spoke about their newly found faith, they would be uh, persecuted. Um, uh, I was one of them. And uh, when I went to my friend's home, um, the whole family was uh, converts from Islam to Christianity. And uh, it just was a phenomenal time. and. When my biological family rejected me, God behind the scene was working his, his amazing providential uh, plan that in another family converted, that they become my spiritual family. So uh, soon I went there and uh, they received me. They loved on me much better than my own biological family. And then there I wasn't alone anymore because... Prior to this, uh, my introduction to the underground church, I was thinking I'm um, maybe the second or the third person that has converted from Islam to Christianity. But when I was in their uh, with, uh, with my families, uh, with my friends' family, and uh, the, the whole family was converted, I realized there's a lot of people like me in my in my shoe. There are many Muslims that are converting, finding Christ, and converting to. Uh, Christianity, and it, we just had a lot of things in common. We spent a lot of time reading the Word of God and fellowshipping, breaking bread, and uh, spending time in prayer and fasting. It was just a phenomenal time of um, uh, fellowship with God and with His family. Okay, at this point, we are going to pause our conversation with Mohammed Amin Faridi of Iranian Christians International and make this a part one of a two-part program. This subject is way too important and spiritual to rush it, so we will air part two of our interview with Mohammed the weekend of the 18th and 19th. His discussion is really coming to light and connecting with what is really happening in the Middle East involving Iran and its neighbors, including Israel. Mohammed will continue the discussion involving his brothers and mom, his wife, and what he is doing in that area on a consistent basis with Iranians Christians International. Appreciate the info Mohammed has shared so far and what he will continue to share. 
and his story is such a blessing for these times that we are in now. The Men with a Purpose Luncheon will continue on December 14th with Jim Daly from Focus on the Family, and that will round out the speakers for 2023. That'll be the Christmas Luncheon at the Boot Barn Hall on December 14th. Now, Jim's bio and history is on the website now, updated for December. That's the menwithapurpose.org, menwithapurpose.org, mwap.org. Thank you, Southern Colorado, for tuning in this weekend for an edition of the Men With a Purpose program. And we will be back next weekend with part two of the Mohammed Amin Faridi uh, Iranian Christians International Interview. I'm your host, Dwight Johnson Jr., and you have a great and safe rest of your Veterans Day weekend. Thanks for listening to Men With a Purpose. Men With a Purpose Colorado Springs meets at a monthly luncheon with a featured speaker and messages that empower, equip, and encourage by the power of their testimony. Join us next time on Men With a Purpose. For more information, go to mwap.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.